because we've had such low rates of infection. So, uh, so we're back to normal almost. It's with uh, you know with the social distancing and stuff. But yeah, yeah, we're we're not able to do that here. Well, I, I'm shocked because it's Florida, and you know Florida's always number <laughs> <Christ>. one. <laughs> yeah, you should see the fucking. We went to Hallover. We went to Hallover Park yesterday just to walk around, and I have a camera camera with a really long lens on it, so I can. I was shooting down by the bridge, 163rd Street Bridge. There was two Trump boats, and there was just this whole flotilla of people around. No social distancing. People partying on boats, all crowded together. I saw that with a giant Trump flag on the boat, right? Yeah, there was two of them. There's one with a giant flag and another one with a smaller flag. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, all right, let's get let's get out. Let's get into let's get into the fun stuff and uh, let's not worry about any of that stuff. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, everyone's recording. Tom, you're recording. Barry, you're recording. All right. I'm recording on two different devices, so yeah, we're good. Me to too. Go. Nice. Look at us. We do all the these same backups. thing. And I'm just yeah. eating a donut and drinking coffee, so yeah. everything's good in the world. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And we're so happy to have you guys with us. We've been uh, really active. We've been doing just episode after episode. That's and right. uh, I just want to uh, thank all of Spreading our, our ignorance far and wide. There you go, as we do. <laughs> uh, our uh, patrons, I'd like to, we'd like to thank all our patrons. Uh, that really helps us keep. Uh, things going so if you would like to become a patron of the show go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron and we'd really appreciate it uh we have a special guest we do we do a, a returning guest a returning guest it's always love to speak to the wonderful mr tom smith welcome to the show tom thank you guys so much it's great to be back for round number two of the inquisition <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, real, okay. real quick, uh, Tom, as many of you may know Tom as the uh, co-founder of To Live and Shave in L.A. You may know him from uh, Peach of Immortality. Um, when, he's, when he's not composing apology letters for uh, friends, of, uh, oh, er, yeah. friends of ours that have been in, inadvertently oh, canceled, yeah. uh, he's living his best life in Hanover still, right? You're in Hanover, Germany? Yeah, we're in the Lower Saxony, Niedersachsen, as they say here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and you always manage to bring you bring something to the table. Last time you brought us a, a Saints, which uh, obviously me and Barry knew the Saints, but of we course. never knew of that record. Nope. And how great it was. Yeah. So uh, once again, yeah, you bring something. Really yeah. Once again, you bring something that neither me or Barry nope. had any idea about, and nope. it's surprising. Even even Nadim Khan was like, "I've never heard of him," and he's usually heard yeah, of stuff. Tom was so. sho- I think Tom was shocked by I, that. I was too a little. <laughs> All right, Tom. What did you bring uh, to the table? today well um thanks again for having me it's always great to talk to you guys you're a real uh, you know you're good uh, good people and i appreciate the opportunity to blather on about this fucking amazing album by associates or the associates uh it's called fourth drawer down um uh, and uh, it's the second of their albums but it's really a compilation of singles they did right. in 1981 and it came out as an album later in that year, but as a German import, and then filtered all over the world. So that's how I found it. I guess I guess I got it late '81 or early '82. I forget now. Oh, it's been okay, a long okay. Time but they're so, Scot- I mean, they're Scottish, out. so the right yeah. there, and which is um, they don't sound Scottish at all. <laughs> they don't. No, they, not really. No. Susan said. Um, these guys are German, right? And I, I realized I hadn't <laughs> looked at their 
you know, the first uh, the first track references uh, that location, and so um, I looked at the Wikipedia and was like, oh no, they're Scottish. How strange. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? I think I think these guys um, were uh, they were in this cauldron of creativity in Scotland. I mean, every you know, with, with punk or I hate to use that term post punk because it's it really. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would hate that. <laughs> but, right. um, but in that uh, in that time when bands like PIL were emerging and the sound was changing, yeah, uh, in Scotland there were all these bands that were kicking ass. Like, um, let's see, Scars, okay. who are fairly obscure these days. Fire Engines, who were amazing, uh, and the guy who started them is still active in music. Uh, there was the amazing band Orange Juice. Yes. You know, there was oh, yes. Right. Records, yes. Just the singles label that was just kicking ass every yeah. week. Right. And then there was the Associates, right? Right. And uh, these guys. Uh, go ahead, please. Are they. Is it the Associates or Associates? We always run into this with bands. Yeah. Well, some of the albums say the Associates, some of the singles say the Associates, but fourth. Drawer down says associates. associates. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. Um, they weren't even sure. <laughs> well, you know how that happens because there are bands who would prefer to not have the the on their. The the. <laughs> well, I think perhaps in his case, he figured out he could just avoid all the problems entirely by. Um, you could say one or two and it's fine. Um, you know, I. I used to tease Rat Bastard about, is it the, 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 or the, the? <laughs> Brilliant. Like, yes. Like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Is it 13th, 13th floor elevators or the 13th floor elevators? Right, right. Yo, exactly. oh, don't know. So they're very, well, all right, yeah. So obviously, yeah, when I saw they're from Scotland, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. because I. So, but, they, but it is very, it's all very European sounding. It and, is, oh, yeah. And it was amazing to me, Tom, that you pointed out that a lot of, most of these songs uh, charted in in uh, right? the UK. And it's like, wow. <laughs> How did, yeah. All the singles charted. Unbelievable, yeah. Right, right, it is. And, now, and, and let's be clear, we we need to be clear. This wasn't the the national chart. It was the independent singles chart, right? Right. Which right, started yeah, okay. after punk, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, they were not. They did chart nationally with the third album, the last one that Rankin, Billy Rankin, is on. Um, they charted with that one. That's called Salt, and that had two big hits. Right. All singles on Fourth Drawer Down charted on the indie charts, okay. which were still very influential. Yeah. And I mean, how does a single like "Message Oblique Speech" get to twenty-two <laughs> anywhere in this galaxy? Right. So yeah. Right. Well, that's the odd thing about the UK is that it's a it's a small place and it's a tightly and things rise and fall can rise and fall very quickly. So if you go through the UK charts, even the independent charts from 1980, 1981, you're going to look at some things and go. What the hell is that? Or yeah, yeah, like a you know, Spiz Energy B side, and you go, well, I've never heard that. What's up with that? Um, but it did make its way up the charts very briefly, and you know, make its way down the charts very briefly. Um, stuff turns over very quickly there. Sort of a different environment. But as, as I think I mentioned because I sent the line. I mean, I sent the lyrics to you guys. Uh, and uh, I think White Car in Germany was on the charts for 12 weeks or 16 weeks. That's <laughs> amazing. 
Wow. I know. I know. It's, and it, it's nuts. And, and it isn't. It, it isn't anything to do with the fact that it's. It's not like the music is off-putting in any not way. Not at all. No. But there is a certain edge to it. And and I I will say the one thing I think some people may be a barrier to entry for some people is. Uh, a McKenzie, a Billy McKenzie's voice because he has a very dramatic, over the top uh, singing style. It's very yeah. I mean, Klaus Nomai would be a kind of a, a, right. a reference and you could a, use. A Bowie esque at times. Bowie esque, but very over Freddie the top. Freddie Mercury esque. Yeah, yeah. Which some people, I guess, could uh, would be a turnoff to some people, but it just makes it all very theatrical sounding. And, it is. But, but it's him. It's obviously the way he's, he, you know, it's just his yeah. Guys, uh, presentation. Let, let me, uh, allow me to break it down for you. This, <laughs> okay. this was Do like it. cat for me, you know? This was total catnip for me. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, they were the same age as I, right? And uh, uh, their influences, the, the big three were, as I wrote to you guys, Berlin Boy. Right. Eno Roxy, right, and Island Sparks. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Sparks is the third uh, piece of the puzzle. You're that's that's right. Yeah, I, and, I, I and, agree. And they're they are even in print saying this, right? Right, right. And right. Uh, for them, Queen would have been like grotesque, yeah, and yeah, vulgar, yeah. stupid rock. I'm just right? going. This is my wife's commentary as we're driving around in the car. <laughs> Well, that's what Your I'm saying. Wife that's is that's totally entitled, right? I understand. <laughs> she is. <laughs> but, but these guys were forged in that uh, glam, but like the cool glam, not like the, you know, Gary Glitter, which was, I liked, but, you know, like a fat guy in a silver suit. They did not go. <laughs> yeah, right, no. right, right. And they were all right. They so went, when you say they were your age, they, they were young when this was all out, right? They were early 20s, we're talking. They were uh, when they and and well and I was a few years older I should say but I was like maybe four years older than they right, right. they were but did these uh, singles between the ages of twenty two and twenty three which just blows my mind right completely. right it does me too me they're too. so sophisticated with so many layers and well you know I mean there are things that you love immediately right yes uh, and it's true but the trickier kind of aesthetic encounters we often have they grow on you slowly and in increments of you know the increments of age and uh, sure. the filtering mechanisms of experience really yes. assist in the way that order things but fourth drawer down is just such a grabber not by the pussy by the way you know what I mean? yes yeah. uh, uh, but of a more salient kind of even more erotically charged you know protuberance your brain right yes my mind was totally possessed from the first blonks and squeals of white car you know <laughs> the singles weren't really easily available in the state so i didn't have them until this compilation came out oh okay. right and and uh i mean with the release of that album when, when i when that package emerged when it did i was just flabbergasted but it wasn't even that it went beyond that kind of triviality of uh, of uh of expression, it was simply a music I'd been longing to hear, you know, ah. and one that I had, you know, had the variant circumstances of, of location or guile or precocity uh, or or some kind of lessened intake of propulsive substances. I might have made this music myself, you know. I, right, it just right. spoke so. I'm going to take door number three, Bob. <laughs> door number three. <laughs> That would be the, the propulsive intake of substances. <laughs> um, oh, no, but 
I can hear that, Tom. I can even, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely could could hear in listening to it. And uh, like I said, this is the first time I'm hearing this, but I could hear it because the thing is, uh, so, like, uh, when on first listen, some people might think, oh, they're like synth, eighty synth, but they're not, not because you got ranking, no. you got rankings, uh, a guitar which is yeah. so prevalent in right. it, and you also have. A, a an actual band playing this like you yes. have drum machines but you have a live drummer and you have a ba- and you have a band and and everything that that analog addition to it sort of gives it, it this is, little yeah. off kilter edge to it it's definitely not it, it's not the human league so right, you right, go right, 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 right. you know it's their contemporaneous the early human league yeah the early true human league was really really true very, true. Uh, Sepulchral and 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 very austere, not the pop stuff later on. Right, but the, the bassist for the associates on this album is Michael Dempsey, whose first band was The Cure. You know, oh right, he's right, on right, those right. First Cure albums, right? Yep, and he's he might be a shadow VIP on this album because uh, I, I sent Barry this this bass break. That's just phenomenal. It's like the most incredible bit of musicianship. That's the guy from The Cure playing right, with right. the associates. <laughs> yes. And some, because you would not expect that. You know, you would, I mean, they were semi quasi experimental in the beginning, you know, The Cure, that yeah. is. But after like pornography, they really scaled it all back. And of course, have become, you know, rich and successful rock and roll hall of fame, whatever the fuck they right. are. And right? so but, the title of this but, record, Fourth Drawer yeah. Down, refers mm-hmm. to. Um, the substances. Yes, but it's not presented that way in the biography on on uh, Wikipedia. It's presented as the drawer where they kept the herbal tea that they used to to <laughs> yeah, drink. The, which the herbal tea with quotations around the word. Yeah, and you just yeah. read that and you go, yeah, no, nobody's naming their album after a drawer where they keep their you know tea. Um, their, you know. A, in the liner notes to the reissue of Fourth Drawer Down that came out four years ago, I guess, with the you know, double CD, right. eight extra packs and stuff, um, Rankin says that it was they were herbal pills, but if you overdosed on them, you got a really good buzz. You know? Oh, no. Wow. So that was a, so, cheap, wow. a cheap high in Aberdeen in 1980. You know? Yeah. What kind of pills were these? I, I forget the brand name, but, but it was like was it Speed or was it uh, uh, Diet Pills or what kind of? It was, uh, I, I didn't know which direction they were heading, up or down. <laughs> Maybe some kind of some kind of dietary yeah, substitute okay. that if you took twenty of them, you got fucked up. That's exactly right. Yes. That, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. And uh, okay, and uh, another secret sauce uh, to all this is uh, that I noticed um, Flood is credited. For the production, two people. Uh, you have uh, Mike Hedges and uh, the, who worked with the Cure and uh, Susie and the Banshees, and you also have Flood, uh, who was uh, yeah. Mark Ellis, who worked with it. You know, U two, New Order, uh, Gary Newman, Nine Inch Nails, PJ Harvey, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, yeah, there's definitely some, like you said, and and with the bass player and everything, there's definitely some. Uh, these weren't just two guys. In their basement. Well, no, you read the lyrics and you go, these are very, the lyrics are very oh, witty. We, witty e- we haven't so even mentioned the lyrics. See, sophisticated. That, Tom, the lyrics are what I feel like really must grab you because these lyrics are, they're unbelievable that guys in their 20s are writing these lyrics. I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I mean, uh, first of all, yes. Um, 
You know, uh, my first encounter was I did not hear Boys Keep Swinging until much later, maybe like 1985. Well, that was, their, you know, the that was we, their first single was a yeah, that was cover single. Of, of Boys Keep Swinging, which came out very shortly after Six Bowie. weeks. Yeah. Wow. And it that says that's that it's ballsy right ballsy. there, right? That's ballsy. Well, the, the entry says that Super it's un, unauthorized. And I don't know. Did you do you need an authorization to do a cover version of a song? Maybe in the I UK guess you do. At that time in the UK, you had to get permission from the uh, from the publishing company, from the publisher. Right? Okay, and they did and not. And since they weren't officially signed, they. Uh, I mean, later, of course, it's been put on all compilations and things. But at the time, they were not officially signed. Uh, later, they were on Chris Perry's label, Fiction, also involved with the Cure, right? And and Fiction put out the very first album called The Affectionate Punch, which is really, really good. Um, and I was at some friend's house in uh, Athens, and he had it before I knew about it, even though I was reading the NME pretty much every week. And the, he was playing, as I walked in to see him, he was playing the song Logan Time from the album. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And he said, the associates, and I, you know, back in those days, you would borrow albums sure. and tape them and bring them back, right? So I did, and I did, and uh, I listened to it for like six months straight. Don't you know and that home, home taping second, is killing the music industry, Tom? Don't you remember? Well, it certainly killed <laughs> killed the associates, didn't it? <laughs> I, I put such a nail in their hearts <laughs> for enjoying their music at home, didn't yeah, I? Oh, my exactly. God. But you're, you're, you're oh, making anyway, up for it now. You are because you yeah I I was completely ignorant of this band and I put the stuff on and I was like oh my god yeah, this right. is not this is not just some you know obscure like they put out two singles and you know and and Tom and Rat are the only two people that had ever heard of them the, exactly this is really great <laughs> stuff and it's really um as I mentioned and as Rob said also lyrically um very very clever in a way that is uh, um, yeah there is some world class wordplay going on on this record which Tom you're going to have to help explain some of this that's going on because I <laughs> well I mean that's why I sent those to you I mean I want you you know since it's your guys show I want you to point out the lyrics that you find most fascinating but there's one of the all time great couplets in uh, in this album and it, and it goes he drinks double hernias spits out wooden stools. Yeah. <laughs> How do you write that when you're 23? Mm. That's crazy, you know? It's yes. brilliant. Well, it that, goes, yes. that goes way beyond, you know, normal kind of wordplay. And uh, really, uh, the thing I love about Billy McKenzie's voice is the thing I love about all people who do the right thing with music. And for me, that's, of course, you love your influences. I mean, you... you yeah. You learn everything about music, not from going to music school. You you learn a lot from practicing and learning your instrument, but you really learn a lot from the things on an album that make you go, "Holy Jesus!" Yeah, you know? yeah. And if you're a, if you're a deep music head, you react to things that way. Yeah. I mean, if you just casually listen to stuff and like stuff like a lot of people do, it doesn't affect you at all. Right. It's like, oh, that's nice. Right? But if you're seriously into it, you hear something like a second or two, and you're like. What the fuck yeah. is that? 
And for me, it seems like McKenzie did it the right way. He and Rankin, they loved their influences and they tried to destroy them because of it. Well, they're, ah, on yeah, the, that's the, good. The, the boys keep swinging signal. I listened to this morning and they've changed it up harmonically. It's kind yeah. of the same, but it has a, a lot of different elements that the Bowie one doesn't have at all. The Bowie song is a, a three chord, you know, uh, 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 a rave up basically. This is um. Yeah. This is very different. It's what taking done. it and uh, uh, flipping it on its head. It, it sure which is. Which is what you you want, like you said, Tom. That that's what you want your artists to do: to take their influence and then flip it on their head and then do something. So we should play some it. of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get it. We should. Yeah, we should. We should also mention uh, Billy McKenzie is the the late Billy McKenzie. Sadly, uh, he. Um, he committed suicide in 1997. So after his, uh, like tragic. a few days after his mother died. Yeah. So very, yeah, apparently. That yeah, was Billy, I think Billy's one of those guys who had maybe, a, I don't know for sure, but maybe like a colder father, but a mother who was really, really yeah. supportive. And when she left, you know, he didn't have the band. He had the name, but, you know, they, they tried a reunion in 93, but it just didn't work. Yeah. And then he went, you know, he made several post-Rankin Associates albums, but really they're not all yeah. great, you know? You know, time, place, and, circumstance it plays into yeah, all of these right. things. Right. All right, that's so let's right. listen to the opening uh, track in this, the first single uh, on this. These are all basically singles or B-sides, so this one is White Car in Germany. Just so, if you if you just listen to that on casual, just casually, you don't get what they're saying, and it's uh, it's insane. The the just that set of lyrics. Aberdeen's an old place. Dusseldorf's a cold place. Cold as spice can be. Lisp your spies. way. Spice. Cold spies. Spies. Oh, okay, I've got the wrong. Okay, <laughs> cold as spies can be, which makes more sense. Yeah. Lisp yeah. your way through Zurich. Walk on <laughs> eggs in Munich, rub salt in its knee. I'm not one for surgery, premature senility, white car in Germany. 
And so the picture I get of those last three lines of is a person, an aging person. I'm not one for surgery, premature senility. Somebody riding around in a luxury vehicle in Germany. And I, uh, the rest of that it is old, just... Uh, a Scottish troll. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tom? <laughs> and, well, the, and I should say the next two lines in the song, which I didn't play, but they'll be playing under this, are incredible. Anonymous, <laughs> anonymous as bathrooms... Androgynous <laughs> as dachshunds, and, yeah. and the way he who works, does that? Who would and, put that? But you say he sings them. Yeah. And you go, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's great. Not? It's great. It's brilliant. What's going on you with know, this song, um, Tom? Well, you know what I think. Uh, I think I read once that uh, uh, some interview with Billy, and he mentioned that that was something they observed, and he just started free associating. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. And uh, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> but, you yes. Know, the, uh, um, yeah. the thing about, if you just hear that music, though. Now, I know that, you know, now that I'm 64, I've sort of mellowed out a little bit. But I was an insufferable ass to no, so many no, people. Tom, yeah, no, Tom, no. You know, we all, we, all, we all had our golden age. <laughs> Being an I asshole, sort of an insufferable ass. But I think maybe when you hear this music, you understand why. Because my expectation of music going mm. forward, was yeah, always like the baseline is what, yeah, it's not fucking, you know, it's not DJ ordinary, you know, it's no. not it's, it's some kind of scruffy bullshit grunge that dates back to Black Sabbath. It's always like these kinds of guys who raise the bar so high that no one can imitate them, you know? Yeah. Right. That was always what excited excited me. And the the incredible thing about White Car, its evocation is of like this sort of bleak landscape. Yes. You know? And and it's that motoric as we say in Yes. You know, I mean Lester Bangs used to write about motoric, you know, but it, it's been a phrase about this sort of German Yeah. You know, Cosmische music like you know, Kraftwerk and things like that. You know? Right. Well, that also oh, uh, that also influences. Well, by way of David Bowie as well. There's sounds absolutely. on this that definitely harken back to low. Um, the There's synth so sounds, much of low and yeah. heroes. Uh, yeah. Especially those instrumental songs and the synth sounds. Sure. But it's not freaky Eno-ish kind of Roxy synthesizer. I mean, these guys never. I mean, they were deep listeners, man. They never met a melody they could counter or mirror or reference or double or triple. You know, they're just, yeah. it's so complex musicianship. I mean, they layered the hell out of these songs, right? Yes. And everything is doubled and mirrored and referenced. And it's really quite remarkable. The lyrics bounce along to the same sort of motoric beat. Mm-hmm. And the evocation is clear. There's like an old guy, but maybe a rich guy with an yeah. ascot and mm. young woman next to him, but yes. it's like desolate thing. And you can feel it, you know. So it may seem silly to people who don't really. Care. And these guys are Scottish, so they're they're cook- and they've. I, I'm just guessing they have not been to Germany, or maybe they've you know they've not experienced Germany. A lot of this is just they're evoking from their imagination of. Uh, well, that's what writers do, right? I yeah. mean, you, you can you can say that you've been any place in in, if you're writing. That's so, right. Uh, and I just think that that was. Uh, I mean, well, and I they're also that, bouncing off really? of they're also bouncing off of Bowie's Berlin trilogy, where he moved to yes. Berlin 
to make this music that has had such a tremendous impact. No, in, in all of their songs, you can hear the influences. You can hear the Bowie stuff from Berlin. Sure. You right. can hear uh, Mackenzie sings in three different ways on the album. He does the falsetto, Russell Mayall, right? Yeah, right. He has these very vivid technicolor swoops that Bowie loved to do. Mm-hmm. And he also goes into minor key at the end of certain phrases, like Ferry, like Brian Ferry, right? Ah, yeah. okay. That's great. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. He'll, he'll say things, he'll sing things like, um, what is it? Cold as spies can be. <laughs> to bring it down a little off, right? Like yes. Fairy did so yeah. beautifully. Right? Yeah, he. It's, most people imitate one guy's voice. He was doing three at the same time. That's how skillful he was. So the the next track um, is this was on the flip side of their of the 1980 that Boys Keep uh, Swinging single. This was the flip side of that. Yeah, this is the the remake of the B song. Ah, okay, oh, okay, okay. They re-recorded so they did this. remake it. All okay. right. So, oh yeah, and it, it was called something different originally, right? It wasn't. Uh, was it? Yeah, uh, it was called Mona. The B side of Boys Keep Swinging is called Mona Property Girl. Right. It's basically the same lyrics, but now it's called A Girl Named Property. Right. Which is a great title, by the way. But let's listen to this. Yeah. Song. It Some you maybe you some people may get turned off, but he sings the fuck out of these songs, yeah, the, and he they're really great. Does. And once you get get a hold of the lyric sheet, they they are it's even more compelling. Um, so the opening lines: Why do he's call their ships she's? And I had to puzzle. For, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. right. <laughs> Who's what is a Mona a noun or is it a person? Is, a, is he saying Amona is a... <laughs> Tom's laughing be, at us already. <laughs> because uh, because not, I don't know I whether that's that slang that could be Scottish slang for some kind of woman. Because I will tell you, I'm reading a novel right now 
um, by a guy named M. John Harrison, and it's called Nova Swing, and he's on a it's it's sci-fi ish, but there's women who get their bodies genetically modified to all look this certain way and they look they wear like um they're like um well that's a real thing in california you know well no this is genetic oh, okay. so <laughs> and they they're called monas and they all oh. uh, they all and it just makes me wonder oh has m john harrison heard this song and what is do you, he what do you think tom maybe so i mean i mean i really don't know but i unless uh genetic modification was the thing in Scotland in 1981. Well, no, no. I'm, no I'm, I I'm mean, sure. I think he's being influenced by them saying, saying this Mona property girl, Mona property world, Mona office blocks. Um, is... <sighs> okay, well, there is, there's one other thing that I could be totally off ba- base, Tom, and please let me know if you think I am. But he does... Okay. In, in the lyrics you sent me, uh, I noticed he spelled... Uh, Monetary gate, interestingly, because he said, uh, tell me what shape is your soul. Uh, a manger was built out of gold, her every shape, like a monetary, monetary gate. gate. And he spelled it M-O-N-E-T. So I'm wondering, is he referencing Monet, like the the uh, garden gate? At, uh, he's got a oh, famous painting, uh, the garden gate. And he says, Monet is in there. And standing strange, laugh at your ways by the round. So I don't know. Very clever. <laughs> First of all, I mean that's that's good. That's a, that's nicely intuited. But I think that <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> monetary gate is just there to rhyme with every right. Ah, uh, okay, right. yeah. It's like an internal rhyme before the last word. He's extremely good lyric writer, Mr. McKinsey Watts. Oh my God, yes. Um, and and uh, oh yeah. By the way, you you said by the rounds, right? Yes, just, yes. You read that out. Um, I will be bold enough to say this. Uh, by the rounds, that phrase created Bono and his career. <laughs> the way that, the way Mackenzie sings that phrases it. Bono, that's his whole bread and butter. Yes, oh. it's like I found Bono, a, a famous a, fa- a famous underground record producer who we all know. I found his method of singing, which in an and I know he's a fan in an obscure T-Rex track where Boland sings in a way he doesn't sing on any other T-Rex track. And I went, oh my God, there's Kramer's vocal style right there. And so it comes from these tiny little (laughs) things. So you go, there's Bono's, it's all from right there. Oh, and John Lydon is, uh, John Lydon is singing uh, um, Archangel Archangel Thunderbird from uh, um, Amon Duel. That's where he gets his his Catterwall well, style. Is the one song? It's probably just as well he's this, he's not around anymore, Mackenzie, because we would blame him for in, uh, creating Bono. So that's, good... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But but I mean, you really hear it though. I mean, if you have an open mind and you're not uh, you know clouded with your own biases, I mean, God knows that all. I'm not a big. I'm not a fan of Bono at all. But but you can hear it. You can hear it replicated on every major single of theirs for the last 15 years. Right. And I'm sure he had that revelation, too, in Ireland. Like, holy shit. Well, I could definitely feel I could feel Bono being a fan of this band. I could see that for sure. I could see him like, you know, being all about it, too. Guys. In the liner notes of the of the 2016 reissue, Bono says 
they were an amazing band and we stole from them. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We have a winner. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You get the car, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I get the new car. You get uh, the you. Uh, Cadillac. <laughs> Ford Corolla, 1979. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, been um, there. Down goes old school. Um, all right, so this third one, this is this this is a terrifying song. To it's me. Great song. Oh. It's a great song, and it's got this is what I mean. It's got those guitars, which very uh, Keith Levine P.I.L. I hear in this, but uh, yeah, they, they were definitely doing stuff on here that you got to just listen a little deeper to hear what's going on. But this is terrifying. To so me. many layers of guitars. It, so yeah. many layers. Yes, yes, and this is a. Relentless song throughout And with some amazing uh, lyrics as well Let's listen to a little bit of Kitchen Person It sounds like the soundtrack to like some uh, Fritz Lang uh, dysto- uh, dystopian <laughs> nightmare or something. Very much. Great guitars yeah, that's, that's- and great things that other people stole. Like I'm, I, I've, I recognize some of those sounds, and I, I recognize some of those sounds from songs that appeared years later by other people. That especially that little, um, that little cowbell or bell thing that comes in. I'm like. Oh, where, where, who stole that? And then the guitar riff, something very familiar about that, that definitely came later. So these are a connoisseur, it's a connoisseur's band uh, that, you know, people are using to create their own careers out of by p- p- pinching yeah, bits. I think they've, they've got ripped really, really hard over the years. But you know what? That's uh, more lovely them. I mean, that's, it shows the incredible respect that people give the True. associates. Yes. And the lyrics yeah, I mean, to this are, song, yeah, this, the lyrics to this song. are in, are just, are nuts. Um, <laughs> I'll meet you at the gin house. I wasn't walking that way here. I'm lisp- lisping comes up, uh, multiple times in the lyrics, uh, here. Yeah, Billy, he liked his, t- he liked to tipple just a little bit, you know, ah, okay. uh, <laughs> I eat Vienna's drunk parade, my drunk parade. Um, See, there you go. Yeah, I got uh, my, the, I got the, my the ears off a of jackass. Um, yeah, uh, which the you, chorus. Oh my god. Yeah, I was. Because you can't. If you didn't have, if I didn't have a lyric sheet, I would have no idea what they were saying. I, 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 I wouldn't know. But I crossed my I was T's a with black. person myself until. <laughs> I, was Eric again until I got uh, you got me you got, with another shelf in front of me? Yeah, that's until right. You got that's, me with another so, shelf. Yeah, that's thank you. That's so brilliant. 
just so great. I was once a kitchen person myself, myself. until you got me with another shelf. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? But yes, you know, I think I think it was Jonah Louie or someone who had a single that I still love to this oh, day. Oh, you always those, find me in the kitchen at parties. In the kitchen at parties, right? <laughs> yes. And, mm. He's a kitchen person. He, he's yes. he's a bit shy. He oh doesn't my mean god, it. you're right. Yes, that's. What that, I was trying to place like what he's saying. He's saying someone that used to work in the kitchen. Or no, that's no, that it. Makes Tom, total you got sense. It. That makes complete sense. It does. Yes, go and hide. Find a. Or I used to go to a party, and I would always look around if there was a musical instrument sitting around that someone wasn't playing, and just just go over and start messing with it, and that way you didn't have to deal with everybody else you know uh and all their assorted uh bullshit that was going on at a party just find is there a piano oh, just start just start playing it a guitar oh a banjo i can play a banjo mandolin maybe pick, pick that thing up but anything to sort of get you out of the um I've, you know standing there with nothing and you know nothing I was, that's, to say and nothing to do that's ironic because I was the guy at the party that would say Jesus is, is that guy over there on the banjo gonna ever shut up <laughs> <laughs> well you know that happened too I have a I have a lurid story from high school involving an electric <laughs> guitar and uh, oh um all right so that but uh, Tom number nine on the charts on the UK charts that one <laughs> that one isn't that crazy number it's nine crazy. and then, how can I've never how can I never have never heard this that's insane because we it's lead, not on any new wave we lead compilation we, lead we don't lead life. sheltered well, lives I don't know it's compared not, to Tom Smith we do uh, I guess but. <laughs> You would think this would have appeared on something, some compilation, some somewhere. It would have been like, oh, and then there's this great single, for, you know, what is this, 80, 81? When, when did this single come out? 91. 81? All the, singles, all the singles came out in the first half of 81 or the first three quarters of 81. And then uh, the album came out later in 81. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so this next which was part of their plan. They discussed this in the in the Wikipedia entry that they had a sneaky plan that they were going to record different singles with the money from different record companies and then put out their album based on all of those oh, singles okay. that they'd been financed that's from different That's pretty smart. That's yeah, that's right. good. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's really if I can go into that for a second if you don't mind. Do the, it. Uh, the boys keep swinging got to the attention of boys people who liked it and hooked <laughs> them up with with uh, publishing uh, publishing advance okay and then they got signed to fiction the cures label right okay. or a label that had the cure on it yeah and then they were approached by the guy i forget his prime uh, maybe it's not steve but someone with a with a label that was kind of cool but he started this subsidiary called situation two but they were still getting money from fiction and they still didn't really have money so they would go to they would take meetings luncheon meetings with all these record executives just uh, to be able to eat, eat they would free like lunch yes take the food off the table and bring it back home scrape it into stuff. your pocket <laughs> and then the guy from situation two would pay them for the singles they recorded with the money they got from fiction uh. but then they and they got three thousand seven hundred pounds per single, which in today's that's money is a, like ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that's that's a, a lot, lot of money. money. Yes. So then they they were able to live a bit better and have better, you know, more not better studios. It was all at the same place. This place called the Playground, I think, in London. They they were they were able to buy a bit more studio time. And but they then they would give fiction older demos that were not reflective of what they were doing <laughs> at the moment. But, 
shell so they game. They were playing like, a shell game. Would like, a George, like a George Clinton shell game. Like yeah. he, he would have people signed to nine different labels and stuff. Right. right. And so mainly to, food, I guess, to fuel everyone's cocaine and acid habits and, and funkadelic, you know, but they had a yeah. real kind of Ponzi scheme going. And these guys did the same thing. They, they funded it with lots of sort of quasi, you know, not, not quasi legal, but maybe ethically challenged motivations. But the end result, pretty yeah. staggering. But music business, can we, can we talk, can we mention right. ethics in the music business no. in the same sentence? Yeah, anyway, really, Tom? please. <laughs> All right. How so many th- people got totally fucked? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so this next one, uh, uh, Q Quarters, also was a number nine uh, in the UK charts. And this is like uh, another terrifying little thing about a, maybe a clandestine deep state uh, or something, uh, overreaching oh, I, corporate This has power. nothing to do with QAnon, dude. Come on. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, but let's listen but to... What, what it, no, go ahead. What it has to do, though, what it has to do with specifically is the Scottish government entering into talks to give petroleum or oil drilling licenses to some big corporations and it yielded uh, they had to kick some people out of their villages and flood the areas and so this is mckenzie's most political song on the album but it's very shrouded and very shrouded in metaphor with one of the best couplets in recorded history. You know the one I'm talking there about. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's listen to the song Q Quarters. When you mentioned Brian Ferry, this it almost sounds like Brian Ferry and David Bowie singing a t- a together, like he's singing those two yes. parts. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? That's so good uh, that you bring that. That's very true. Yeah, so he is. I mean, it's really, it really is amazing. Um, what and also I appreciate, which I know you appreciate the same thing. The way anyone that sings with convi- has the complete conviction of how they're singing, I appreciate, and I know you appreciate, and and you could tell that's what uh, that's what they're doing here. I mean, there's there's conviction in every in every yes. every note on these songs. Well, the last verse, um, very <clears throat> brutal. Oh, with the obsolete children. Obsolete children. Their populations died on Moss. Concrete civilians, statues to the house of rest, 
Washing down bodies seems to me a dead-end chore. Floors me completely. Beauty drips from every pore. <laughs> uh, yeah, washing down bodies seems to me a dead-end chore. Mm. So Billy's grandmother worked uh, for the, uh, obviously she was uh, working during the war, as many women did at that time. Of course, now it would be normal, but back right. then it was not. And yes. Her job was to down corpses in a morgue, you know? There they you go. Because the Blitzkrieg was going on. And yes, there was lots of corpses to wash. Yeah, in various so in various states of well, so it's disrepair. Even, as terrifying as I imagine, now that you tell me what it's actually about, that's even worse. It's actually uh, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But um, it's not really about it's not really about the debt. It's about these oil executives conferring and 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 uh, creating some kind of deal in Scotland, because he says sticking their favors into the ears of the empire. Right? I mean, I'm not saying it exactly right, but yeah, a favor, of course, is a fountain pen, right? Oh, a, ah, that was wondering what a, a Faber, and you're right. It's a brand of fountain pen. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. The guy could write his ass off. I mean, <laughs> he, could. Uh, <laughs> he could write his ass off. Uh, Alan Rankin is a instrumental prodigy. I mean, he, he he's literally prodigious in his ability to play almost anything. And as he also still says... Uh, and uh, this is in the line. This is also in the liner notes of the reissue. He's, he said these words, and I quote: "Billy could sing the tits off anyone." That's oh, right. There you go. That's yeah. It. I'm going to look for some. I'm going to look for some live footage. I did not have a chance to I go. Did. Oh yeah, I found some, and he he was the real deal. He could definitely okay, uh, he, sing he, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, for sure. All right. So this uh, crazy. We, so now, side two, we get the uh, the I guess the I, I, obviously this is uh, got a religious bent to them, but I'm, I'm assuming it's maybe they didn't have the best experience with religion. But let's listen to a little bit of "Tell Me Easter's on Friday." That never happens. going on about here 
You know, uh, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> okay, on one good. Hip. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll splint. Because, I'll splint my hips. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, splint my hips. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, um, you know, it's very impressionistic. Yes, yes. Uh, but beside, I mean, that's kind of obvious, of course. But uh, apart from the trifecta of cool glam, you know, Roxy, Eno Boy, and Sparks when they were on Island. Yeah. Um, their big influences are also John Barry and you know Modicone, right? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yep. And in the previous song, we had this sort of motif from the Third Man, the Orson Welles film from 1949, <laughs> you know, with the right. zither, right? Yes. Oh, right. They use marimbas and guitars. I mean, they're so eclectic. But I think this song, you know, I'm not exactly sure really what it means. But when it says, "Tell me Easter's adjourned," <laughs> tell me why, when, and where, I'll kiss you, I'll kiss you, right? Yes. That's. I'm not exactly sure what the fuck they're on about here, but it's evocative of some kind of a, a love that's maybe or a relationship or an uh, or a flirtation that's curtailed in a way. You know, I, I'm not exactly certain what uh, uh, might have motivated uh, Billy to write these lyrics, but I can tell you this: they fit that music perfectly. They do, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, yes. That introdu- that introduction. I remember when television came out, and in the Melody Maker, or maybe it was uh, it was uh, Nick Kent, I guess, in the right. Melody Maker. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the me. He said he mentioned it's it was glacial, you know. Yeah. But to me, this that the introduction. You've got the backwards tape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got that boom, 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 boom. That's the most stately, elegant introduction to any song that I can even imagine, almost still to this day. And that that whole it's almost like pomp, but it's it's not pomp when the associates do it. But when when Bono and his friends get a hold of it it becomes like <laughs> this sort of pomp yes yes they that do wants to um, save the world yes right, 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 and, right and that's another thing they stole from the associates these incredible sweeping evocative introduction to their songs and in the in, in the it's been, with bono they wanted to change the world because i guess they were going through the troubles in ireland but I get the sense of the associates. They're just trying to save themselves. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Right? With, like, Billy had clearly some emotional or psychological problems. Yeah. And Rankin was so prodigious and driven. I mean, it, it, he's one of those guys. I mean, again, I don't mean to be so solipsistic, but I, I have to do music. I would go insane if I wasn't. I, I do it every day. You know? Yeah. Right. I, and I, these people are driven, I think. At least Rankin was really driven. And for McKenzie, it was just a survival thing. I mean, he had a, before music, he had a, like a, a little clothing shop, you know, in Aberdeen. And he was like on the scene and stylish and everything. But this really gave him a chance to be a thing that he could be, you know. Yes. A thing that he could be better than anyone else. And because the other bands on that scene... Edwin Collins, great singer for for Orange Juice and right. the fire fire engines were so frenetic and exciting. They're still brilliant to listen to. The scars were a bit more like PIL, a bit scruffy with the sort of metallic guitars, but 
these guys did things at such a high level it was the only time that they were able to really live a life you know they weren't trying to change anything except their own trajectory with this ridiculous talent but because they were kind of as you said a connoisseur's yes. confection yes. they did not catch on even this song was like what number 8 in the top yeah. whatever that I, i wrote i wrote them down for you i don't okay. remember number eight in the indie chart or something how the fuck does this song get on a chart anywhere right yeah <laughs> in this universe right. it's so special you know but it's so brilliantly evocative of that thing that is unknowable most of the time right yeah i mean tell me easter's adjourned what the fuck does that mean i don't know but it's <laughs> well I, there's a clue in there tell me easter's on friday and i'll splint my hips uh, i'll bruise my lips I'll um tell me easterns tell me easters a drag adjourned tell me why when and where a drag so a drag can be two different things drag can yeah, be uh, uh something that's yeah, pulling yeah, you down yeah. a drag can also be a uh something where men are dressing as women and and uh a drag adjourned tell me why when and where right Yes, who, who knows? We, all we could do is uh, spe speculate. speculate at this point. Well, we don't have to speculate on the next track because... It's an instrumental. This was the B-side of uh, White Car in Germany single. And uh, the assorted, the, the screaming and shouts, this reminds me a lot of like uh, Metal Box, Flowers of Romance era uh, PIO yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of the, the Associate. I can I can hear that being played in a club loud for a as a dance track and it would be incredible. It would be irresistible. It is, but also it, the 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 keyboards, the way they're played, there's a slight off, off kilterness to it. I'm, I was oh, yeah. picturing if oh, someone yeah, danced sure. to it, I could picture someone da trying to dance to it and then falling over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm guessing that was a yeah, B side. Yeah. An instrumental A side would probably not be. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the B-side to uh, White Car in Germany. And uh, and as it progresses, it, it, it gets pretty wilder. It gets, like, wilder and wilder as it goes on. It's yeah, a great, it gets, it's a great it, track. It's extreme. Well, the, the, um, uh, we've talked about this before, but, like, it's sort of foregrounded by the instrumental side of low. Yes, uh, it is, but it's got something. It's got something. Well. It's, yep. it's got a, a, a vibe all its own. A kind of weird darkness that is in there that is um, peculiar and unique, I think. Um, definitely. Yeah. And like I said, I'd love to hear it loud in a club. 
I, I know we don't have much time, but as, as the song progresses, well, that's that's uh, on Rob. If he wants to be late for work, he can uh, he can uh, tell me. He can't afford to get fired. Uh, no, go ahead, Tom. Don't <laughs> worry. Go ahead. Just just briefly, though, as the song progresses, the uh, the organ sounds underneath, the synth sounds, his vocal sounds, the Hawaiian guitar, yeah, yes, yes, guitar, yes, right, all yeah. start to all start to interlink. Yeah. That's some crazy stuff at the end of that track. It yeah. does, yeah. Especially, I was listening to it in headphones, and yeah, it gets like trippy as it yeah. goes on. It's really great. It, it, it is really great. Um, and uh, so now we get to the uh, more uh, more of his staggering wordplay in this one. Uh, just unbelievable. Let's listen to a little bit of message yeah. oblique speech. Oh, yes, and he references in the title of the song, message oblique speech, and then what follows is... <laughs> mentioned a couplet by Tom at the beginning of the show. Yes. A fertilizing agent for the parasitic fool while he drinks double hernias, spits out wooden, wooden stools. stools. Um, a, a European throwback is spasmodiculum. If you can't spasmodicular. do... Spasmodicular. Spa, oh, ap- apologies. I got the, yeah. the neologism totally wrong. <laughs> if you can't do no good, then sucker, don't you do no harm. That's a great line. Yeah, the, these guys were just oozing with talent, and it's just insane that they weren't. I mean, how did the first again? I'm sorry to keep reiterating this, my my disbelief, but how the fuck did they get get this guy to number twenty two? I know, how the I know. Fuck is that <laughs> it's it, it's funny though. We're kind of like talk. We're, we're we're kind of like talking from both sides of our ass when we say that because on the one hand we say, well, yeah, this is magnificent, it's fabulous, and then we're being elitist kind of elitist by saying well no one else could get this though <laughs> I, I i don't know you know <laughs> but maybe you know there uh there were there were there well, are more it, that appreciate just some more something more sophisticated than uh, phil collins and uh counting crows ah <laughs> uh, yes well send your hate mail it, it's, too it, it's not so much coming from the, yeah to you guys please it's yeah. not it's not so much 
it, it honestly isn't from a from a place of elitism. It's from from a place of this is so good. How did it manage to breach the charts, which are right, so right. tightly controlled? You yeah, know? exactly. How did it manage to they're in where it belongs and dislodge Boney M or whoever was in the charts that week before. You know? Right, and right, it, right. It, it, I mean, not that Boney M is bad. Boney M. Yes, send your hate mail to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just just the beginning of that song, and as you point out, the, the t- it says it in the title: "Beware, messenger of lead speech." Yeah, but the lyrics it... are so so wonderful. And the intro, first of all, he gives you that sort of country like, mm-hmm. and then you hear this weird like, and then in the background, there's also a typewriter. That's the yes, 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 yes. Right, right, right. Yes. All That's right. So, in in deference shit, to man. in deference to uh, the continued employment of my co-host, we're going to move on to the final track on the album. Yes. Okay. Another instrumental, an even whiter car, referencing the first track on the album, "White Car in Germany." Okay. Lest lest you think it's just slowed down, it's slowed, but it's completely remixed because it, if you play this back at a matched speed, it doesn't it's not it doesn't line up. Right, and and also, and also, I appreciate the fact. I believe they slowed it down, but the drummer did his that hi hat stuff is live. You could tell that's a drummer oh, yeah. playing it is, that. That's it live. Is totally live, and yes. he's doing it over it. And, yeah, and that's right. for that's me, right. that's what gives it that gritty man industri- versus industrial vibe. You know. Other tracks slowed down to make a new track is not was not new to um, Associates or the Associates. It was uh, uh, and Noi on was it their second album where they ran out of yeah, money and they had to take one track and um, rework it a variety of different ways. And one of them is um, what's it called? Something seventy eight. And they play. It's the track, the original track, just played on on seventy eight or sixteen. Oh, it's sixteen, but they play it on sixteen on the record player, so it's half speed, and that's the track. Oh. <laughs> this is different, though. This definitely is remixed and remodeled. Uh, from yeah, yeah. You could even, uh, apart from Noi, you could even go to PIL. Of course, John Light was a big Noi fan. Yes. Uh, the 12 inch of uh, Death Disco yes. is called Half Mix Mega Mix. It's just Fodderstrom yes. from the first album <laughs> remixed, right? Correct. And yep. slowed down and with other stuff added, right? So, yes, and yeah, then Jaw Wobble, Ja Wobble actually stole the bass tracks from the third album right. and used it to make his own album. Um, uh, um, I can't remember the Betrayal. name of it. Betrayal. 
betrayal. Betrayal. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> and you go, oh, those are PIL bass lines. And, he's, and he, he took them, which is why there's no bass on Flowers of Romance, the third uh, PIL. Because album. they were stupid and fired his ass when he was. He like, was He was one of the. He was like one of the. the uh, the three-legged stool, and he was one of them. All right, Tom. I, I wish I, I wish we I could spend more time. I feel bad. I, I have to. Uh, I, I do have uh, duty calls, and I have to uh, leave. But um, it's totally always great. It, it's it's always great uh, talking to you. I feel we could talk to you for hours. Really, we could. But um, and this is a great, great, great record that I encourage everyone to investigate fully. Yeah, it's on Spotify. If you don't want to uh, dig around too hard for it. Um, and there's a, I believe the expanded edition is on Spotify as well with some addition with additional like, material. Know, if I can just sum this up very quickly, I think Do the it. songs on this album on fourth drawer down are truly experimental, but they're also avant-garde pop, right? Yes. They're just totally pop. And this music has rebuffed age, right? Yes. And it's with good, like sort of the naked mimicry that people like Bono and Bjork and others have attempted. They've been ripped off, but they've never remotely, at least from my perspective, been bested to any kind of memorable effect. I mean, I, I don't see why anyone with even a casual like a, a, a casual interest in really good music would not I agree. love this album. It's so, so good. You know, so good. Agree. And I'm really happy to have talked to, uh, about you guys with this today because I know that you have obviously been affected by it and that makes me very happy yeah yeah well you're pretty you're as as and i will say your your music yourself is definitely can be described as uncompromising confrontational yes but also i've heard unlistenable i've heard that too <laughs> so but you but you but you always bring when you bring stuff i know it's going to be quality uh, yes. because you just you, you just uh, yeah yeah so obviously you uh you bring the real deal music and uh it's just you know uh but dude next time it's limp biscuit outtakes okay <laughs> i wouldn't you know i'd be on board whatever yeah, you bring i'd be on board we, i guess we should also thank tom for uh, bringing this in lieu of the Blue Oyster Cult record that he had planned on discussing, oh, and that Mike which Watt stole. Mike Watt stole from him. So, <laughs> bastard. Um, you know what? I mean, my girlfriend Claudia and I were talking about that just the other day, and we thought it was a great thing that Mike got to do it because you know he recorded their songs with the Minutemen. I think he. Had yeah, some, I want you to hear the sound of Rob. The door closing behind Rob with that album, with that band too, and that album specifically. So I have no problem. It's okay. All right. Well, um, Tom, thank you again. Um, Rob has uh, exuant as they the as, exuant as it says in Shakespeare. Um, but <laughs> thank you again. This was awesome, and um, I'm very stocked. Rob Elba has um, is running towards the stairs to maintain his employment and uh, we will uh, see you uh, next week Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you again I'm sorry that we had to rush it but it, you know yeah Rob's employment is very important Barry thank you
Is This Tomorrow, a weekly web comic since 1993, is the sole commercial sponsor of our show. That record got me high. Besides providing you with six or eight panels of humorous and dark insight into the workings of America's propaganda network, it's this. Tomorrow has another, more important, behind-the-scenes role. They keep our planet safe from the threat of an invasion, from aliens, the outer space kind, from a series of ultra-top secret complexes in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Woody and Kelly broadcast menacing signals into the sky, consisting of a children's television show from the 1970s, digitally altered so that all of the characters are totally nude. That's correct. Our planet is kept safe from harm by visions of the new zoo review just free balling it the characters that wear animal outfits the owl hippopotamus and fucking annoying freddy the frog still wear their head with the hippie dippy couple hosts are out there flying their freak flag as it were it is frankly appalling however so far it has worked and our planet is kept safe from invasion by saucer pilots from some white trash galaxy so help support our friends as they keep our planet safe from harm visit is this tomorrow.com that's is this tomorrow.com we now return you to our regularly scheduled po grom program sorry program not po grom <laughs>